the Samsung Neo QLED 8K TV featuring incredible color volume with 8K AI upscaling powered by 20 neural networks on an impossibly slim screen is the kind of TV that's so visually astounding, so unfathomably well-designed, it has to be seen to be believed. Don't believe me? Well, okay then. Radio has its limits. Samsung Neo QLED 8K. Unreasonably good. Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. Oh my God. <laughs> so anyway, I made it clear I had a cold open. What I forgot to mention was I accidentally said the cold open before we even started the show. So hopefully I'll get the same reaction out of you as I did before we even went on the air. I don't so, even remember what the fuck you said before we went on the show. Thank Cody God. Cody. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, if anyone, um, if anyone has noticed, ladies and gentlemen, we live in a, in a world in a time period where we can self-identify as whatever the fuck we want at any time we want, any day we want, day or night, night or week, week or month, it doesn't matter. So today, tonight at uh, 1040 p.m., I now and until probably next episode will refer to myself and self-identify as Dr. Cahody. It's 10.39, actually, not 10.40. Wait, give it a minute. It'll be 10.40. Yeah. Okay, it'll be 10.40. Yeah. Yes, I am Daughter Cody. <clears throat> not Cody. Just Daughter Cody. Yeah. Anyway, so two things I want to make a note before we start the intro that didn't already air. Um, yeah. Someone was telling me the other day, they said, Cody... I said, wait a minute, you mean daughter Cody, right? Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <clears throat> they said, where did your hate for piracy come from in the first place? And I really had to think about it for a second. And I realized I, ha I have a concrete answer to that question. And I don't think I've ever talked about it on this show. No. Do you, do you, you remember uh, Ash vs. Evil Dead that came on Stars? Yes. Between 2015 and I think 2018, I think it was. Something like um, that, yeah. yeah. They missed 2017 for the third season. Uh, so, yeah, I think it aired in 2018. The biggest reason that show got canceled was because of piracy. If you look it up, you will see that at, during that time period, Ash vs. Evil Dead was one of the highest downloaded pirated shows mm -hmm. during that time. Of course, not now, but during that time, it was one of it was higher up on the list. So that pissed off stars, and that you know that really that that's that pissed off me. That's why we didn't get a fourth or fifth season. It pissed off me. <laughs> that's great the way you I'm said Donna it. I'm Dr. Cahody, and I'm pissed. <laughs> anyway, um, so going from Ash to Freddie. Uh, you were asking me earlier if we uh, if I had started rewatching the Nightmare on Elm Street movies because I was I told Mike off camera that I was yep. going to be watching it rewatching those movies with one of my nurses who haven't seen them. Well, um, we were getting ready to watch it this weekend, 
But then we were going through Shudder a couple of days ago, and we noticed that there is this movie called Horror Noir. Is that how you pronounce it? Horror, horror noir. 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 Okay. Noir. It's, it's it's a black horror movie. It's all black you know for. It's it's um, it maybe we'll call it soul food for the black horror fan. Maybe we'll call it that, right? Yeah, I agree. I blame no. Wait, I don't blame it all on stars. I blame it on the pirates, which is probably you, Cody Robinson, normal Cody. No, you're pirate. Oh, I'm pirate. You oh. are a pirate, bitch. Okay, well that's continuity from a different episode, so we're not going to go there. But anyway, um, <laughs> we we're going to watch Freddy movies. We took we put that on hold because we had to watch the horror noir noir uh, for you know black horror for black people, and just like I was telling. Michael J. Before we went on the air, um, I I have black friends. Uh, surprisingly, mm-hmm. yes, I do love them equally as much as I love my uh, white friends. Yeah. Um, and uh, just like I was telling Mike, I realized over the last couple of years that if I put on just a regular horror movie with you know white characters, black characters, blah blah blah, it's just a regular horror movie, right? No, right. no. No pop propaganda, no motive, no nothing like that. Just a regular classic slasher, you know, like a Nightmare on Elm Street or a Friday the 13th, something like that. I noticed that, you know, my, my black friends, if they're sitting down watching with me, they're just like, meh, it's, you know, it's, it's all right. It's, it's an all right movie. But as soon as I put on a fucking all-black horror movie, such as, you know, Tales from the Hood or Black, or, or excuse me, Horror Noir. You're black. What were you going to say? Black horror? Is that what you were going to say? Black horror? I was going to call it Black Noir. Well, it's pretty much the same thing. That's what it is. But as, so soon, wait, as, I, as soon as I put on a, an all-black horror movie, it don't matter how shitty the character development or the story is, all my black friends who are watching it with me just are all like, yeah, this is really good. <laughs> Fuck, this is fucking <laughs> good shit. This is. <laughs> so, wait. Can I show you a version of Nightmare on Elm Street that your black friends will probably love? Yeah, sure. Hold on. Let's see. Okay, you don't have it queued up yet? Okay. No, here it is. Mike, this is. <laughs> there he goes. This, this is a white. It's a white boy on fire. The black ones will love that. Well, you need to get more in touch with what entertains black people. Um, it starts with watermelon. their watermelon. It starts with their father staying around. So I was going to say watermelon. Be a close second. Though. Yeah. All right. Well, let's start the actual show before we get too racist already on the corner. <laughs> Tales from the Crypts contains topics, themes, and dialogue that may be of a frank and sensitive nature to some listeners and or viewers. Discretion is advised.
Like a little. <laughs> I was all like. like Watermelon's not racist. It's just something that black people enjoy. <laughs> That's a racist statement. How? Well, you're, I don't know, you're categorizing them. I'm not. They enjoy watermelon. I like watermelon, kind of. Do you think we would um, be seen as God's gift to the black community or an offensive? Uh, thing to just human nature in general, if we decided to go out and just deliver a, a home, like a, a, a full course meal to the black community, that would consist of watermelon, chicken, and grape drink to drink. Do you mean us as cripples or just us as white people? Just us as human beings that want to give human back beings. to the black community. That they, would just be us saying, okay, you like grape soda or grape drink. So here, have something to drink. And watermelon, quench your thirst, your parched mouth or throat or yeah. lips or whatever the fuck you're it just, is, right? You're just it's worn so out. You're just right. worn out from all the, the slavery that your ancestors did on your behalf of generation. Right. 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 Yeah. Back, this is this is this is reparations from the chain gangs and all that right. shit from back in the day. And right. Then, you know, watermelon, it's 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 fruit, it's healthy. You know, don't eat right. the seeds, you'll probably choke. But right. you know, just do that. You know what I'm like, saying? No worries, Shaniqua. There's no cotton to pick today. Here, hey, eat some chicken. Right. And then Shaniqua, I'll take you behind the woodshed and give you what for. <laughs> okay, now you took it too far. Now you took it too far. Okay. Wait, hold on. Well, then let me play this real quick, and you tell me if this is taking it too far, too. I, I, I found something online tonight. I figured we'd get this out of the way first, because I, I, I found it quite humorous. I think you'll find it quite humorous as well. Okay. It's different disabled people trying to say what their favorite vegetables are. Okay. So, here we go. And there, there's, a, there's, there's a downy in here. <sighs> <laughs> yeah! Get ready, because here it comes. A cafe. Creed. Broccoli. Sweet potato. Cauliflower. Roast potato. Carrot. Peace. Pumpkin! Sweet corn. Broad beans. Beets. <laughs> Onions. <laughs> Parsnips. Parsnips. Carrots. Broccoli. Uh, Chocolate. Okay. I have to call bullshit on some of this. Yeah, you go ahead. I gotta, I gotta call... I, I gotta call bullshit on some of it because... Okay. Not all of those people were disabled people. You had just randomly elderly people in there. Yeah, I know that. I know that. But, but did you see the one girl? Enough. Did you see the one girl when she said broccoli? She's like broccoli. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, hey! like, wow, you're a little too excited. That's the that's the type of cripple that I like to say is 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 also retarded and crippled at the same time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's yeah. what it is. Um, hey, it's my it's, father. Father, it's me, your long lost daughter, Cody. How are you tonight? I I'm looking forward to having you on the show so we can reconnect. Your know, daughter, I, father. I, I I don't think he's watching anymore. Um, but um. I thought he was watching. Yeah, but I think he. Cause now I see zero, so I think he's. Oh, watching. whatever. I, yeah, I know. You know. Anyway. Um, um. No, you know that that was pretty good. What the? What was the whole point of that? Like, why the people just, that made just it? Because I, I I don't know. I mean, it, it just sounded. I mean, I tried to search for funny disabled people. And, um, you know, so that's what came up. Mm. I did, I did try to find like, at first there were funny dancing disabled people that came up and there was this one like Ethiopian looking, um, black person who was basically like a stick figure. Like mm. he was very thin and I was going to take that and play that on here. But I was like, you know what, that, that's just not as humorous to me. I mean, I honestly found it kind of funny because he's, like, on the side of a road in, like, an African village, I guess. And, like, cars are driving by him and you just, you know, you just see that. And I just, like, I'm like, look at the fucking cripple. Look at the fucking cripple. Because I just, like, was, like, laughing at him just a little bit because it was funny. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I hate disabled people. I really do. I can't. Wow. Um. I can't even make the noises that you make. Well, I, really can't. <laughs> I can cough. Yeah, I think anybody can do that. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, man, we are back after what's it been? Two weeks? Three yeah. weeks? Uh, no, it's been two weeks. Um, two weeks. The last episode was the later one with david irons which was actually like early on a sunday morning yeah that was a good episode we ain't never gonna make a better episode than that shit yeah i don't think there's uh i really don't think there's much uh comparison with that one um yeah. that was that was really like balls to the wall i did get his book by the way i still have to read it it's sitting right here oh uh Oh, David, God. if you're listening to this, Mike is, uh, he bought your book, but he'll probably never get to reading it because that's how he is. He never gets to <laughs> watch movies. He never gets to reading any books. He, he just sits there and laughs uncontrollably, coughs, and wipes his mama's ass. And vagina. Don't forget that part. And does a couple of podcasts and thinks it's good material. <laughs> yeah, most of the time it is. I, I will say that. So... It's been a while. We're back. It's just us two tonight, unless uh, Father Mahoney wants to join us a little later on at the end of the episode. Um, what do you have to talk about tonight, Mike? I got a couple of things myself. What would you like to talk yeah, about? Yeah, I do. I mean, well, I'll start it off with something that I was um, go going to talk about on a previous episode, but it just never came to fruition. And now I think uh, we can kind of talk about it. Uh, it it's really... Um, do you feel that um, people who are now I'm not talking about like the mildly disabled. I'm talking about the more so 
more severely disabled people who have um, like severe brain damage, do you feel that they should have a social media babysitter, so to speak? And I'll, I'll get into, uh, you know, my reasoning for this uh, after you give your... Well, your we've talked about this before <clears throat> off the air, and I, I, I wanted to think about it a little bit more before you put me on the spot on this subject for the show. Yes and no. And let me explain my answer. Okay. If I were to say no, what I mean by that is if, if it's a person that is just having fun or, you know, or posting about something they're into, no matter if it's jumbled up jargon that they post, you know, what's it matter if people understand them or not? However, if, if it's a mentally disabled person that could potentially bring trouble to their lives or to someone else's lives, um, in that sense, you know, if they're, if they're going off, if they're flying off the handle on social media, then yeah, maybe they should have some sort of, uh, social media guardian of some sort, or maybe, you know, have someone manage that shit. Um, I mean, you, you don't let a mentally disabled person manage their own finances, you know, you, you don't, you wouldn't let a, a, a disabled person, you know, uh, handle a firearm, <laughs> you know, like, um, and I know th- those are very harsh comparisons compared to just, hold, hold on, hold on. I have a clip of a mentally disabled people person handling a firearm. We'll be right back. Hold on. You see, if you're not familiar with firearms, these babies can go off. <laughs> now. Oh, sorry. That was from, that was from the last near do wells. Uh, that's Alec Baldwin on uh, Barney Fife's face. Oh my God, that was great. <laughs> I didn't even notice that was Alec Baldwin. Uh, paste yeah, on this. Aaron put um, Alec Baldwin's face on the Don Knotts who played Barney Fife on Andy Griffith. That's and that. that. I knew it was an Andy Griffith episode, but I I yeah. didn't even notice that was a uh, wow. That I was mean, great. I love it. Apparently, oh, some movie actor shouldn't even be handling firearms, right? Right. Oh my God. Exactly. I mean, I ain't gonna get into all that subject. I got opinions about all that, but uh, yeah, it looks like we're gonna be uh, watching movies in the future with uh, rubber guns now, thanks to that incident. Mm, yay. No, I mean, you know that that's just how it that's just how it is sometimes. Well, but then again, I was thinking about this, and like you know, most of the movies I like, which are really like B, D, and Z horror movies, most of them don't have actual guns firing anyway it's all done in as cgi so it's like okay i can i'll get used to it whatever right you just you know see how it is well yeah <clears throat> but no um you know yes i think if i had to choose one answer or the other yes i think um retarded people mm-hmm. should have yeah. uh someone helping them if they want to be on social media i'm gonna be honest i'm not saying that like it should be forbidden to let retarded people on social media, but it should be heavily encouraged against. Um, yeah. I don't see a re like the big thing about social media is you're mentally and verbally competent enough to be on social media. Um, right. If you, you know, you, you that's like saying if a dyslexic person should be on social media. No, they shouldn't be because like, what the fuck are they going to type? Blah blah blah. blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's what. That's pretty much what that is. 
Yeah, um, like, so no, I don't, you know, like, regular disabled people, you know, we there's a lot of things we shouldn't be a part of either. Like, I don't, I'm, I'm not going to, like, sign up for a sport, you know, like, I'm not going to go, I'm, I'm not going to wake up tomorrow and say I want to run track and field or something like that, because I just I fucking, would love to see it. I really would. I would hey, love to see it. Please. I woke up today and I said, you know what? I'm daughter Cahody today, and I that's the, about as far as that shit goes. Oh god! But, um, I mean, hell, and you know what? I don't care if he's listening or not. Our our uh, our buddy Big Mike, you know, sometimes he teeters on the retarded uh, side of things, and I I got to take a double take at some of the things that he says on on you, social media. You got to be like. Um... You gotta back gotta it back down a little bit, buddy. What are you doing, pal? Yeah, I sometimes I just don't get what the fuck he's saying on on social media. It's really it's kind of funny, but it also is kind of sad. Hmm. Um, but no, uh, not just that, but uh, Brandon too, or, or excuse me, Bad Boy B. You know he uh. Bad Boy B. Yeah, Bad Boy B. <laughs> I wish I had that clip. It's me, bad boy B. I'm I'm Afghanistan here, and I run against the <laughs> team. Um, oh, I wish I had that clip. No, he, he listened to this. Uh, well, how how long ago was it that Brandon was on the show with us? What was that like four uh, five weeks ago? Probably at this point. Yeah. Now that I'm thinking about it, I'm telling you what. Ago. I almost regret having him on the show because ever since then, almost every day he calls me about a half dozen times a day, and and, and let me tell you guys a little something. He calls about you bad more boy. than I do. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you something, guys, a little bit about Bad Boy B. Something that he didn't want you to know, but I'll tell you now because what the fuck is he gonna do? Um, <laughs> that man, that man. Do I need to play the disclaimer again? No, no, no. We we've already played intros twice tonight, anyway. So no. Um, that that man is three foot nothing, and not even a hundred pounds. He 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 wakes up at. He just told me this just the other day when I actually did pick up the phone for him. He wakes up at nine a.m., starts drinking, and he doesn't go to bed till sometimes four a.m. the next day. How the fuck does he even have a liver? How the fuck does he even have a, I was going to say podcast. How the fuck does he even have a podcast? I was looking at Rob's fucking comment. Um, how the fuck does he even have kidneys? You know, like, that man's older than I am. He's, he's 37, 38, something like that. And, like, how the fuck is he still alive? Well, he he's one of those belligerent drunks, you know, like, you could tell him what something you know. You know, if I invited him back to the show one of these yeah, nights, yeah. which I wouldn't, because that was a fucking travesty the first time around. He would just talk about the same fucking things as he did the first time around. He probably won't even remember that he was on the first time around. Like, mm-hmm. I get, you know, like he just his brain is is fried. It's it's unbelievable. Like I feel like I'm talking to a mentally disabled person when I'm talking to him on the phone, and I say that with love. I love that man. We grew up together, but I do miss how he was when he actually had brain cells in the back and in, in the past. Right. So, right. Uh, but in all seriousness, and you know what, this actually is a good segue to one of the uh, subjects I wanted to talk about. 
Um, a lot of people talk about, you know, war on drugs and, you know, some people, what the fuck? Did we, <laughs> does, does Rob just jump in and out of like two different Facebooks and, and fucking. No, I think he, well now, now I think he's on YouTube. Um, that's he's really afraid funny. of Facebook. I think he wants, I think he's afraid Facebook is going to kill us. Mm, okay. Got it. Anyway, we've talked about the idea of prostitution being legalized for dis the disabled community. We've talked about that before on a past episode. Now, let me present yeah, this yeah. idea to you. Do you think that uh, drug use should be legalized for disabled people? The reason why I asked this is because, again, not me personally. I am drug free and alcohol free, but uh, I, you know, just now. what? I'm sorry, what? I said now, yes. Okay, well, we'll see about that. <laughs> anyway, don't, don't, don't interrupt daughter Cahody ever again. Okay? <laughs> yes, sir. Oh, your no, your father will. It's ma'am. Father, your it's no ma'am. Your your father will cut me a switch. It's ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Okay, ma'am. I'm forgiven. Yes. Anyway, um, should disabled people be allowed to do drugs without any legal penalties? You know, of, of course there's penalties, um, you know, with your physical health and your body. Uh, and there's penalties with your family, of course, and all that. And I'm not saying that disabled people are above that. However, um, do you think that disabled people should... Uh, be exempt from any kind from the law uh, for because of uh, drug drug abuse. And I'm, uh, by the way, I'm not I'm not um, factoring in uh, uh, the se the the distribution of drugs. That's a whole nother subject. I'm just tra talking about personal use. I definitely think. Well, see, the thing is, because marijuana itself is is basically um, almost legal. So, you know, I think, of course, stuff like that should be definitely legal for the disabled. And I think, you know, and this, this all goes back to how I feel like insurance companies are just big ripoff artists for a lot of things. I think all that stuff needs to be fixed. And uh, really, that should be all covered. I think for disabled people, if they need it, because... You know, really, uh, granted, I, you know, I do the, the, the gummies um, sometimes, and that really does help a lot of my, um, I have, I'm very spastic. I have uh, spastic diplegia is my part of, like, is the type of CP that I have, so I can be very spastic. And uh, I do sometimes get cramping and aches and all this other shit. Right. And the THC and shit does help. Right, and let me say this also, because I, I, I think it's not talked about nearly enough. Disabled people, like me personally, I don't, I can't walk around, obviously. I have to scoot, crawl, roll around. I'm using a lot of body strength on the daily, all day. And if I was in physical pain, I shouldn't yeah. have to be afraid of the law if I wanted to get addicted to pain pills or or pot or even anything anything worse this is what i'm saying i i guess i should have clarified a little bit more because i really wasn't talking about just weed yes you're right, right. 
medical cards can be obtained easily by disabled people. So in, in a way, it is definitely legal for a disabled person to, to, to have, you know, marijuana. Um, yeah, yeah, that's a good point, Dad. <laughs> yes, Dad. And he did um, say that he has a switch, I saw, so. Yeah, I, I don't care. Um, <laughs> I mean, if he doesn't care about my identity switch, then I don't care about his switch, if you know what I'm saying. I didn't even mean to say uh, that. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Um, you know, think <laughs> think about someone like Brandon. Um, yeah. He he does he 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 drinks and smokes and does whatever he can to get it put in his system all day every day, and he'll even tell you it's to numb the pain. It's not that he wants to die. It's not that he wants to get in trouble. It's that he just wants to feel something. You know, he wants to be happy. I get it. Like, it, it's very difficult to find happiness as a disabled person. Um. Anybody that's listening to this in the future, feel free to comment uh, on YouTube or whatever your uh, social media of choice is that you've seen this episode on. I'd like to hear everyone's opinions on this. Why are you smirking? <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I, the question is, will it make your daughter moan? Because I am Dottie. I'm daughter Cody. Anyway. I love it. Rob, when you come on to the show in the later half, we will talk about your Switch and what games you have. Um, anyway, I could have easily went down that route in life. Um, I truly believe one of the biggest reasons I didn't is because my hands and arms are fucked up, uh, which is probably a good thing. If I could get my own hands up to my face, I probably would have at least been an alcoholic, if not something worse, because... Here's the thing. It's in my family. I'm one of the very few. I can literally only think of one other person in my fucking whole family that's alive that uh, that doesn't drink and, or doesn't do drugs. Um, and that's his choice. He's not disabled or anything like that. But, um, you know, I, I sometimes do wonder because I, I have a lot of stress. I have a lot of anxiety. Right. And as I'm getting older, I find myself that to be a, my brain always searches for something to be paranoid or upset about or to prepare for, if that makes any sense. Like, no, I get it. I could, I could be having just a, a great, awesome day. And then my brain goes, you know what? Let's think about this terrible scenario and how you're going to handle it. You know, and that, that, that really weighs on me, you know? So sometimes I, I do wonder, like, would I be more relaxed if I got my medical card and, and, you know, I don't think I would smoke, but like, you know, edibles, a gummy maybe, like who knows? Yeah. Maybe I will someday down in my down in my older you know, years. You know what sucks though, and I found out from from my cousin earlier, is that uh if you get your medical card, that's all fine and good, but it's not covered by insurance at all. I know. I did hear that. So you still have to and I'm like, you know what, that that's 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 bullshit. Well, then in that, in that case, then, you know, you might as well not get the medical card. And if there's a way that you can get them through another channel or another outlet, you know, cheaper, because I think yeah. they charge a premium just because they can. Well, um, I, you know. I'll tell you this. I, I mean, I have plenty of friends that if I wanted to, they would sell to me cheap if I wanted weed. 
You know, if I oh, wanted to do that shit, um, I just don't want it right now in my life. And again, who who knows by the time I'm, you know, Rob's age or something like that, you know, who fucking knows by that point. But uh, right now, I don't really need that stuff in, in my life at the moment. Um, but, you know, it really is an interesting idea. Like, should the government have programs to supply paid for prostitutes and drugs? <laughs> like, and I, I know it's a wild thought, but wouldn't that be something to to make the handicapped community feel happy and, and like, okay, I'm just, I can be just as happy as a normal person? Because if you think about it, this is what the things that most normal people are doing. They're just managing it where you don't know. Right. Well, this, and this is what I'm thinking. What if they have it to the point where, like, let's say, you know how, like, you know, you have the home health care aides that come out and they wash you and they bathe you and they take care of you. Imagine if they had something, you know, instead of a home health aid, you know, like a, a home health or a home hooker that you know would come out and service you a home health hooker yeah home health hooker because really yeah it is for your health so that would work it is, it is. um and you know what Let that's a question hold on i'm, I'm breaking one second because this this crossed my mind imagine if like your home health aides that come out like if they were like full service and they also offered like a little happy ending thing where they just put gloves on and they, you know. Do you think that that would happen? Is that possible? I mean, as far as like paid for by insurance or government or anything like that? No, 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 that... no, 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 no. Well, I know that, but I'm saying like, do you think that there's, that there's home health aids out there that like, let's oh. say you oh, yeah. like, yeah. yes, I do. Because if you I proposition them that they would do that. I, I no, I wouldn't proposition because I've, in my area, most of the home health aids are fat and black and I'm not that desperate yet in life. You are, but I'm not. Um, no, I, I, there's definitely home health aides out there that get attached enough to their clients to where they would suck them, fuck them, jerk them, whatever. Um, and that's, that's a lucky situation for the, the, the client, you know? Um, but no, in order to ground it a little bit more, we'll just say nothing more than weed. Cause we, we, I think we all agree that weed doesn't hurt anybody as long as you're not driving or operating heavy machine heavy machinery or anything like that um so a program that was funded by the medical insurance by the government or whatever that pays for a certain amount of marijuana in any form of your choosing whether it be oils uh, edibles uh smoking whatever the fuck um mm -hmm. and and also a program where you get to spend let's say six hours a week with a call girl uh, that went through a process. And I, what I mean by that is a process of getting STD checks, getting HIV, hepatitis checks, uh, maybe right. a background check to where the, you know there's nothing uh, violent on her record or anything like that. And there you go. Six hours of, of sexual time with a woman that under rules, you know, you have to wear a condom if you want her to suck you or fuck you. Um, mm -hmm. And that that's... 
Yeah, I'm just thinking realistically because you know she's not. There's not going to be one girl for one client. It's gonna. It would be a you know girl would have uh, each girl would have you know do, a dozen clients. You know, so right. they have to follow the same rules as they would if you. They would just take care of you. You know, they would wear a glove if um, you know if they were jerking you off. You'd have to wear a condom if you want them to suck you or fuck you. It all has to stay safe. And that is something a disabled person can just deal with because it's like, hey, it's better than not getting it at all. Right. Um, so, yeah, I do think there should be a program that supplies six hours of fun time and so many, so much of a amount of marijuana for each week. And it, it should because this is how it works for my program that pays for my meal program and for my nursing hours is it's weekly. I get mm-hmm. I get 38 hours a week. And I get 10 meals a week, and then it all resets the next week. That's what I'm saying. It should be a weekly thing, you know, and it would be up to the disabled person to manage what they were given in their program, like, you know, with the, with the weed, you know, like, okay, well, if you smoke it all in one day or if you use up all your products in one day, you're supposed to stretch it out throughout the week. Like, oh, well, it's on you, you know. There's got to be Wait, some. You only get 38 hours a week? Yeah, that's that's enough. Wait, wait, no, let's let's calculate this. I, I get, was gonna say. <laughs> wait, I get I wait, let's calculate this. I get seven hours Monday through Friday, and then four hours Saturday, four hours Sunday. So what is that? What's so seven? Get, so if you get seven hours Monday through Friday, that's thirty-five hours right there, and then you get four hours Saturday and four hours Sunday, so that's eight hours. So thirty-five. That's forty-two uh, hours. Okay, so I get 42 hours a week. Okay. Yeah, it was 38 back before I added that extra hour, I think. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that they, you know, went for that and fucking didn't, you know, try to be like, nah, we're not going to give it give it to you. Well, I found out recently um, that my case manager told me that the company, the, the, the home health agency, uh, off of my hours alone – Per month, mm-hmm. they're making around three thousand dollars off of me a month. That's not bad. Oh, the agency is. Mm-hmm. Oh well, no wonder. See that—that's amazing. Like they make all the money, and then the 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 home health aid themselves. You know, it's a shame that they yeah. get like you know the crumbs. It's unfortunate. Yeah, it trickles down, and that's one of the reasons why there's not respectable white people working in the home health field in my area. It's because in my area, these women are only getting paid like 10 something an hour to wipe a stranger's ass. And I'm against that big time. I mean, I think if you're a home health aide, no matter where, what area it is, you should be making like 20 hour or $20 an hour. Uh, doing this I type agree. Of- I agree. Plus you should get, um, you know, mileage or whatever for how much you're traveling or since you're using your own vehicle yeah yeah definitely um but yeah uh so you you gotta think these home health agencies probably have somewhere between 30 and 50 clients per agency right if you if you think like because i'm it's all they're making three thousand dollars a month alone off of just my hours so if you you think you know, tw- maybe just twenty five more clients, maybe just twenty more clients, 
you know, with with another 30 to 40, 40 hours a week, that's, you know, these agencies are making guaranteed money. Like, and you know that they make, that the home health, that the home health aides only are making like $10 an hour, right? Not more than that, correct? Oh, I, yeah, because I ask. That's ridiculous. Like, um, my friend Jay, uh, who hasn't been on the show, but you saw on camera, she is yeah. only making, she's only making nine fifty here. What? Yep. That was my top rate when I worked for the Jap. I well, also I should mention this too. Um, so it also depends on what your qualifications are. So, for an example, Jay has not went and got her STNA, CNA, she's nothing. Like, oh. So they only pay her like nine fifty. But these other women who, you know, if they have all their qualifications, they can make close to eleven an hour here. Which better than nine fifty, but not by much. So No. No. Yeah. But still, I mean, you know, it's <clears throat> it, it, it's something. Yeah. I mean, but still, and, and I, I try, I try to make it as, as comfortable as possible for these ladies. Also, um, <clears throat> you know, it's a seven hour shift here, Monday through Friday. However, I give them a two hour paid break. You know, they, they so come technically, they still only have five. So technically they still work only five hours. Yeah, technically because technically. They, they, yeah. So it kind of, I'm not saying it evens it out, but it kind of makes it a little bit more fair. Um, they they show here, they show up here at three thirty, they work mm-hmm. until uh, six thirty, then they go on break till eight thirty, then they then they're here eight thirty to ten thirty. So that's what is that? That's like five hours of work time. Um, so if you're working five hours and you're getting ten bucks an hour for seven hours, I don't know. It's you know, when people get see when they see the routine over here, I've had a lot of home health aides that I wouldn't want to work with more than just a day. Have they have told me like, "Hey yo, you need me to work here for you for real for you, I will." And it's like, "Bitch, first of all, what are you even saying?" And second of all, like, mm-hmm. no. But um yeah, uh, someone that covered for me just uh 2 weeks ago, she said She's like, you know, if you, if she's like, I'll take the shift if you want me to. Like, this is nice here. And I'm thinking in my head, like, uh, like you're all right, but I already found someone that is coming back next week. So, oh well. But, um, oh, are they really coming back next week? That is very amusing and good. Well, this was two weeks ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. But yeah, they have been here. So, technically, for right now, I do have a Tuesday, Thursday nurse now. Oh, well, hopefully they. They put. Yeah, no, they're she's she's good. Um, she she's been buying me food a couple of times. Uh, on at, for because she doesn't want to see me eat those TV dinners every night, and I'm thinking to myself, I like, agree. like I'm thinking to myself, like I don't really have a problem with these meals, but and she's like saying, like, well, but if I have the money, I'll buy you something, and you don't, you can take a break from those. And I'm thinking, like, all right, bitch, if that that's what you want to do, then that's fine by me. Oh. That is so sweet, daughter Cahody. I am daughter Cahody. <laughs> um, daughter Cahody. So yeah, I don't know. I um, home health aides need to be paid more. I, you know what? That's yeah. They we do. already got we already got Brilly on here before, but uh, I need to 
find another home health aid type of person. You know, what, think about what a, a, a interesting interview that would be if I got to interview a home health aide. Do you want me to find somebody that you that technically does not work for you? Right. That's I what I was, find, uh, Okay. Yeah, okay. because I think lately, you know, that's that's how we can switch it up a little bit. Like we found, you know, we had David on who was who's a, um, an author and he wrote a book that had disabled people on, in it. We had yeah. actual disabled people in in uh, in our show. We've had people who aren't disabled who take care of disabled people on our show. You know what I mean? Oh, there it is. Don't go to wheelchair yeah. camp. David, we love yeah. you. And I'm going to be uh, putting you over pretty soon on my Facebook. That man shared my GoFundMe. I don't know if you've uh, if you noticed that. He did, yes. He's a good man. I think I loved his post when he posted that, yes. He did. He he actually, like, he made a good post. He didn't just share it. He fucking, he stuck his tongue all the way up my ass, and I loved it. He was like, oh, 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 yep. But, um, we, you know, we've had though all those people on. I think it would be very, very interesting to get someone that has worked in the home health field or still does. We could have a fun interview with someone like that. Yeah, and I think... Honestly, I would love to find uh, somebody that works for somebody who's like, I mean, severe, like you're, I mean, I don't want to say that you were, I mean, I know you're like disabled and you have like the, the aren't the extremities issue, but I'm thinking more of like along the lines of like people that have worked for people that like shit and piss themselves and are like, you know what I mean? Like, I want to talk to somebody like that who really has been defeated you know, by the job and really is like, um, kind of like knocked down to like nothing. So it was like, <laughs> oh, oh, keep talking. Let me take a quick look no. at my like, I have to go in and I'm gonna get paid ten dollars and I gotta fucking wipe this guy's ass and wash him and fucking, ugh, and he's fucking hairy man bush that I can't fucking stand. Oh. <sighs> Let me see something here real quick, because I'm still on Facebook. He goes. He's, he's like, I'm going to look into my Rolodex of people. Yay. <laughs> I know. I just wanted to take a quick look and see who was on, because I was thinking to myself, like, man, if this one girl's on that I'm really cl- – and she's not, because it, it's probably too late. Uh, wouldn't that be funny if, like, we had episodes where I just sporadically called people on Facebook Messenger? That would be great, yeah. Put them right in the fucking show. Let's do it. Yeah, and the guy goes in the fire. Yeah, that's a retard. Okay. That'd be really fucking funny. Just randomly call people like, hey, um, you're on Tales from the Cribs. Do you want to talk? Dude, and call it, call it, call it, uh, Cody's, uh, Cody's random ring. Cody's random ring? Cody's random ring. Oh, my God. Cody rings you, Cody rings you randomly. Cody rings you randomly. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Unfortunately, I don't see anybody that would be up for me calling them at 1130 at night. Hmm. That's disappointing. Well, it's really only 1124. Uh, Yeah, thank you. (laughs) I'm so sorry. I like to... uh, I like to round up, you know, you know, because I'm always wanting to be early. On well, things. that's why I that's why I like to round up with fucking movie reviews. But you people, fucking point five, point two five, point seven seven five. Will you shut the fuck up? 
Yeah, like, damn, I don't see anybody. I'm trying to find this one girl. I'll have, you know what, because I know I have another friend who uh, I, I have to talk to her and ask her if she's cool with coming on to the show one of these days. Um, Is this the one I, from the pinball convention? Yes, that one. How did you know? Because you said you were going to talk to her before. Yes, that's true, and I forgot to even bring it up that night. Uh, um, yeah, she hasn't been on in hours, so I probably shouldn't call her. Yeah, yeah oh, I will. Uh, we will do that eventually. I'll just call random fucking people. Yeah, see how that shit goes. See, if I'll, people... I'll have to come up. We'll have to see if Aaron or or I can come up with a jingle. Cody's random ringer, ringing your random. Wait until you get robot <laughs> Yeah, and I'll tongue your asshole too. Yeah, yeah. Ding. <laughs> there you go. Uh, we do have a guest waiting in the wings. Should I uh, bring them on or should we wait? Yeah, go ahead and bring them on. All right, well, I'll play this first. I pulled this video first, and I'll bring him on while the video is playing. All right. And then there we go. All right. Say the reason I'm calling is I wanted to tell you a little bit about the candidacy of Al Donnelly. Al Donnelly's a guy with a dream. His dream is to become governor of this great state of Washington. Hell, every guy's got his dream, am I right? Between you, me, and the wall, I had a doozy myself last night. <laughs> Get this. A corn-fed harvest mouse, a hooker, a nun, a Flemish peasant woman, whips chains, whistles yo-yos, a circus midget, my grandmother riding by on a bicycle, give me the finger, and a duck. Now, I don't know. <laughs> Are you crying? Oh, my lord. I am sorry, honey, please don't. Could you get your daddy on the phone? No, don't hang up, please. I. Whoa. Did yeah. you like that? Did you like that? I was reacting in real time to it. Yeah, I saw that. That, that fucking wise ass. Wait, yes. fucking Farley is great. I still cry over his death. We we have our father figure on the show now. What the fuck? <laughs> you, you like the uh, uh, Obi Wan Kenobi look here? You, you, is that what my... the fuck that is? For a minute, I don't know what the fuck I was. I was looking. <laughs> I was like, I was like, what the fuck it's, is? I'm it's like, my, I'm like it's, it's my blanket. <laughs> or I'm like, are we on fucking Tatooine? Or what the fuck is this? Are you my father figure, or are you my father? What the fuck? I, I am your father figure. <laughs> Do you know who I am? You are my daughter. What? Daughter what? Cahody. That's right! Daughter I'm fucking Cahody. Your daddy, your daddy, your daddy's here. <laughs> here, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Should I, should I, hold on. Should I do something else before we start this part of the show? Hold on. Let me, you know maybe, maybe we should. Maybe yeah. we should. Hold on. Wait. Let me see. If it makes Hold you on. happy, Mike. Hold on. Oh wait. What am I doing? I don't know. That's the. That's the. Wait. No, oh, I'm in the wrong. I'm in nobody, the wrong section. Nobody knows what you're there doing. There we go. I'm in the wrong section. All right. Okay. Anyway. Oh, wow. He's gone.
Yeah. Okay. Uh, how are you? I am doing well. How are you doing? Pretty good. I love that new haircut. Thank you. Yeah, it's all, it's all, it's all you gone. Made, you made your daughter Cahody proud. <laughs> I didn't know we were doing a segment of uh, Crossing the Shames today. I didn't even make it clear to Mike that we were doing that. I just said, let's let Rob on just to talk with us. But, you know, then Mike's like, hey, we'll do a quick crossing the stream segment. So whatever. We'll do a couple of minutes of talking about good shit instead of crippled shit. So if have you um, I I, maybe we could take this time to talk a little bit about our plans ahead. Um, There we go. Now we got our good background Um, for anyone who wants to know. And it's card is subject to change. Me and Rob can always change our mind a little bit here and there. But uh, as it stands right now, um, November's episode, we are going to be talking about Ghostbusters. Because uh, why not? Because Ghostbusters is coming out, um, you know, on the 19th, which I, I we're doing our episode on the 21st, I believe. Yep. Yeah. So hopefully I would have been able to get got to go see it before we do our episode. When's this um, supposed to drop? What do you mean? The the, the movie? The, yeah. On the nineteenth. Oh wow. Yeah. yeah. I'm I'm trying to go see it on the day it comes out. I'm hoping that'll work. Um if not, we'll just talk about our predictions about the movie and we'll talk about the first two movies and a couple of episodes of the cartoon series. Um it shouldn't be too difficult for you to because you have the first two movies, don't you? Yeah. Okay, and then uh, there's quite a few episodes on YouTube that you can find, so you can find a few episodes. I'll I'll give you some episodes to the to suggest to you to watch. Um, so we're gonna have a conversation about Ghostbusters for a little bit, and then we're going to I believe we're gonna do um, the New Jack episode of Dark Side of the Ring. Yeah. So those are the two main subjects for uh, November's crossing the streams. It'll be a normal sized episode. And we'll probably talk about random misculous things in between. Yeah, and then, that, la- that last episode, wow. Woo! That was like two hours and 20 minutes. Yeah. I didn't mind it as, as long as it's only a once-in-a-while thing. Now, yeah. <clears throat> December, uh, and it's it's so it's, this is an exclusive because I haven't even got to talk to Rob about this. So, Rob, I'm going to put you on the spot here. How do you feel about doing a Nightmare on Elm Street retrospective for December's episode? I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be out of the question to do that. I'm, I'm a Freddy fan, but of all the of the big four, of um, Freddy's actually fourth, uh, the fourth. So, oh, okay. So he's but, uh, yeah. Okay. I mean, I've seen them all, and I I, I like most of them, but I, I don't mind doing a retrospect because I'm gonna have more critical things to say about some of the later episodes, later uh, shows. Well, good. That that will be fun because I that was how I was for Halloween. So it'll it'll be a yeah. nice contrast. Do you um do you have access to the seven originals? Uh, I don't, but I I, I know pretty much them all right here. So. Okay. Do you um you don't have HBO Max because they're on HBO no. Max. No, okay. I, but but I think uh, on uh, Netflix, it, it's either Netflix or Peacock. They're doing like most of them right now. Okay, we'll so. figure that out for December. But yes, I'm hoping to do a uh, a Nightmare on Elm Street retrospective for December. 
that is the only subject we will be covering on this summer's episode because that alone will take us quite a while. Um, maybe again, maybe we'll talk about some musculus things here and there, but uh, as far as I know, we're not going to do a Dark Side of the Ring episode for December because that's going to be filled up for Nightmare on Elm Street. And then after that, who knows? Uh, we don't have January's episode planned out just yet. Um, so anyway, uh, here's, the, here's the exclusive right now. Okay. The, re- the remake sucks. That's all I'll say. Oh. Uh, you got to hear the rest of it in December. Okay. I wasn't even okay. planning on talking about the remake. <laughs> I know. Yeah, we can, know. Bury, we can bury the remake a little bit in December. <laughs> Anyone that knows me knows my distaste for that one. Oh, man. And you you know what? And you're right. I don't even want to talk about it right now because we're going we're gonna to save it all for December. Um, I don't want to get into it now and then repeat myself in December. Sounds but anyway, um, Rob, have you watched uh, – Catch us up on how, uh, what's been going on in WWE lately, because I've been uh, more more re- more releases, more releases. Right, and there has been there was some releases that blew my mind. Uh, B Fab, like, and and, yeah. and I know she, she was from that Hit Row uh, stable, which they just got called up to SmackDown like not even a month ago, right? Yep, yep. And uh, also, my biggest shock was Karrion Cross. Right. Yeah. Now you you goddamn know Karrion Cross and Scarlet is going to end up in AEW eventually. Yep. And then of course Keith Lee, I saw coming though. See, I don't know because I haven't been watching how how they've been treating Keith Lee. I mean, he's already had like three changes since he's been on the roster. They changed his uh, music, then they changed his outfit, then they cha- they gave him a nickname. It's like he had such an identity crisis with them that. I saw that coming so so far away. The Bearcat. I was like, what the? the, the Keith Lee doesn't need a nickname. He, he's scary enough as it is. What, like, what, what really frustrates me the most out of anything is that, you know, Vince McMahon makes the decisions and he decides to let these people go because they're not catching on with the crowd. But the reason why they're not catching on with the crowd is because he makes the decisions to change their gimmick. And give them this over-the-top cartoony gimmick that won't catch on with the crowd. Like, well, here's the problem: is when he when he took over NXT, that was the worst thing that could have t- happened to NXT. Yeah, because uh, he he's been known to not like that product that Triple H built. And I, I'm not trust me, I'm not a Triple H mark, but Triple H did something great with NXT. See, like the, he he brought up some great talent in there, and then Vince gets a hold of them and destroys them. See, I I love Triple H. I think he was a great wrestler in his heyday. I think he has a good mindset for the business. I he does, I he him. does, he does. But I'm just not a, a huge fan of him. But I was a fan of what he was doing with NXT. Yeah, NXT before AEW came along, NXT was the coolest wrestling show on television. Yeah. Um, and it was still cool, even going up against AEW, because th- I thought that the match quality was still better than AEW and NXT. Like that, they still had advantages over and or over AEW. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then McMahon takes over, and it's basically SmackDown Light now. The NXT yeah. 2.0. I stopped watching it a while ago. I couldn't handle it. I just couldn't stand it. Now I use Mike's Peacock subscription because I'm not paying for that service shit anymore. Yep. I agree. Um, 
I'd like to know what is NXT 2.0's uh, ratings been lately compared to last year's NXT ratings? You know, I, I don't know. I'd have to look that up, but I know that they've declined a lot. Uh, I know Mike has time. He can look it up while we're talking. Mike, look it up right fucking now. Don't even come on to the show and say that this cross and stream segment, you, you don't have shit to say. You come on and give us numbers. You don't come on here and give me any shit. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, bitch boy, uh, motherfucker. Father speaks, motherfucker. Yeah. What did you want me to look up again? I, I don't remember what you said. What was it? NXT 2.0's ratings versus um, NXT from a year ago's ratings. Like, type in something like that. Like, at, at NXT, that last time, this time last year's ratings to now or something. You know, you, you can find it, I bet. I'll, I'll check. NXT yeah. 2.0. Where, yeah. Did they just start calling themselves 2.0 this year? Yes, just it just started a few months ago. It was just called NXT, okay. and now it's NXT 2.0 for the sake of revamping okay. the ratings, but I don't think it has. You might be able only to find like what the recent ratings have been. Oh, maybe. That's fine. Because uh, yeah. they, they I know what they were making. I know what they were doing at last this time last year. They were only doing like 700,000, 800,000, uh, and that was on a good week. So yeah. I know. So actually, Mike, if you're still listening, uh, I already know what NXT's rating uh, ratings of viewership was last year. It was it was around the seven hundred thousand mark. So just um, look up the recent one. Yeah, just look up recent NXT two point uh, uh, viewership numbers. You'll you'll find it. Um, did you hear what Scott uh, Scott Steiner said about Keith Lee? No, what did he say? Scott Steiner said, uh, "No one that big is ever going to catch on because they don't have the physique that uh, he does." Oh my God! What is wrong? With him? Yeah, it's like you know what the physique actually kills Scott Steiner if you think about it. You remember before he joined uh, the NWO, he was still doing like high flying moves. He was doing the Steiner recliner and all the the, the moves that actually used uh, like like maneuverability after he got jacked up all he did was that fucking wheel the arm with the armchair thing what's he called yeah. that like all he did is sat on people's backs no, and like, you're like, talking about the, the electric chair yeah um yeah no i i mean scott steiner had some funny moments over the years but no i was never a big scott steiner fan yeah like like um, who, who is he to criticize today's wrestling He's, I mean, he's really a relic from the past. And, uh, I, I don't want to see, uh, here's what I'm worried about. I, I, I'm worried that AEW is going to just pick up all of them. And I don't want to see that. Like, Ember yeah, Moon, yeah. I think Ember Moon would do great in AEW. Karrion yeah. Cross and Scarlet, great in AEW. Maybe B Fab under different different gimmick they can either pair her up with jade cargill or or put her up against jade cargill what about, um, what about mia yim yeah i didn't even think about that yeah they released mia yim um yeah get mia yim in there uh i don't think keith lee needs to be in there keep yeah. eva marie away from there oh um i like i have to say imagine a feud between nia Jax and nyla rose yeah, that could be fucking money right there. If they, 
Go ahead with your thought, and I'm going to say something. I was going to say, they repackaged Nia Jax the right way so she doesn't look like a complete buffoon on television like she has been for the last several years in WWE. If they repackaged her correctly, she could be a huge beast in AEW. All right, when you find out? All right, so the, um, the last episode, from what I could find, was that, like, 746,000. Okay. But that was up. That was up from the previous episode, which was only like 606,000. So basically so they're they're going so they're going up, but they're not, you know. Well, that's how wrestling is. They'll jump for a week and then they'll go back to their average. I'm willing to bet that 2.0s NXT 2.0s ratings have has been probably the exact same as regular NXT's viewership and number. I yeah, yeah. so again, was it worth it? Like we'll see over time. Like God forbid if Vince McMahon just lets something be cool in the WWE. That's the problem. He he's 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 imploding his own company. You know, he's so old and he thinks he's got it still but he doesn't he's out of touch with what is entertainment to, to younger people yeah um yeah. and if you look at it if you look at the way the wwe was structured in the golden era in the 80s which it worked back then and the way they're structured now there's not much difference other than more pyro and better setups and all that yeah i agree it's it, like they, they're not progressing the only era time period that they progressed was the late 90s and early to mid 2000s and then that ended in 07 yep god damn rob come on over to AD aew side of things it's a lot more happier over here what i was gonna say about nia Jax though is i'm really surprised by her release and i i wanted it to happen at some point because of how much she screws up in the ring she's very poor execution in, in the ring but I'm surprised because of what leverage she has, you know, with all the, the Samoan heritage and being tied to R Roman Reigns. And I was really surprised that they they pulled the switch on her. Yeah. But with that said, I think that you're right. I think if she moved to AEW and repackaged herself, I think she could uh, pull in some ratings for them because – she does have a lot of potential. She, I think they pushed her too fast in the ring and they didn't, they didn't work enough with her. But I think if they, if, if they had a good instructor at AEW that could work on her in-ring ability, I, I think she could be a force to be reckoned with. Isn't one of the trainers Dean Malenko, or is he just an agent? He's one of the trainers, but I don't think he does with the girls. I, I forget uh, who is working with the girls. I think it's Trish Stratus was working uh, briefly with the girls. But tr think about it. Trish wasn't even that, that the executionist. In AEW? No, uh, and um, and I thought you were talking about WWE. No, because Dean Malenko's not in WWE. He's an AEW agent. Okay. Uh, then, well, if he's over that, and if he's working with both sides, then, yeah, she's got a bright future because Malenko, yeah. Malenko was great in the ring. Hey, by the way, before I forget, how much did you pay for your haircut? Uh, 20 bucks. Where'd you go? Uh, Station Barber. That's a barber shop? Yeah, it's a, it's a local uh, uh, barber shop here, like about three, four blocks away. So you pay the, the actual haircut itself is $20.
Yeah. How much did you tip them? Ten bucks. What? What? So you, you oh my fucking god. Mike, get in here. God you know, damn it. You know why? Why? Because they took me at last minute. They didn't have to take me. Oh, you excuse ridden motherfucker. You 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 telling me thirty bucks for a fucking haircut. Mike, did you hear this shit? Yeah, you better change that. You know this I I I, I, I switched it back because that that is totally against the that is totally against daughter Cahote's um 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 whatever the fuck you want to call it. That's the, against um, that's against my guidelines. That's against his guidelines, it's against his religion, it's against everything. It's against everything I stand that, that, for. That that we, that fucker would we go, rather. How did we go from wrestling to haircuts? Well, because it, I just I needed to know. I mean, I'm your daughter. I'm your daughter, Cody, and my emotions are all over the place. Okay, and I can <laughs> skip around subjects. Would Damn you be it. Would you be happier if I told you Brutus Beefcake gave me the haircut? If I if who Brutus Beefcake the the barber? Oh. I mean, he would just rub mud all over your face, which that might be an improvement. I don't know. And... Well, that that's a uh, that, 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 that 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 could that could get sexual. You ten dollars, ten dollars. Okay, <laughs> all right. Wait, let me take it back for a couple of minutes. Here. I'm, a, I'm a generous tipper. I'll tell you that right now. No, I know that, but okay. So let me ask you this: on a normal occasion, when you go in for a twenty dollar haircut, what do you tip? Four or five bucks. Are you lying to me? No. Okay. All right, Mike. Get back to crossing the streams crossover. I'm done with this subject. Couple more minutes yes, of crossing the streams, and then we're gonna go back to tales from the crypts. Rob, I do want you to stay on the line with uh, the tales from the crypts subject that we're gonna have next after this. Um. So anyway, let me just compose myself again. <sighs> anyway. Nia Jax and AEW, I think it could be good. Um, she always came off as pretty green in WWE, but I do think that had a lot to do with what they were giving her. Like, you know, they're throwing matches together at the last minute. That you know, and and I I don't think she fit the WWE style of wrestling. No, I'm, she reminds me a lot of uh, Awesome Kong. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, she has that girth of Awesome Kong. She kind of even has like the um, what's that? Like I can't think of the word. The um, mentality of uh, an Awesome Kong, but mm-hmm. I think she's a little bit more agile than Awesome. I mean, I've seen her do some pretty like I, I've seen her do a, like a, a flip in the ring, and she does uh, the Hogan Hogan leg drop better than Hogan does. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, she and she's actually pretty quick in the ring for for someone her size. Yeah, no, I mean, I've never been all about her character or anything like that because I thought her character was shit. But if you think about it, she never really fucked up too much in NXT. It was just on the main roster she botched quite a bit and and injured a couple of people. And I don't know, and you know, like a lot of it, I think it's just that she just hasn't been happy. In the WWE, it, it could be, you know, it. 
And she, and again, like you said, she's got that Samoan heritage. She's got all kinds of pressure on her. Yeah. Uh, you know, she's got people looking at her and looking down to her and looking up to her, you know, like, Hey, be the best that you can be. And she was probably buckling under the stress a little bit. I, I don't know. I just, I think that she could flourish in AEW. Definitely. Yeah. I did like uh, that, that tag team with her and uh, Shayna Baszler. I, I thought that was a pretty good, um, I liked how they had that love hate relationship thing going on. And I'm a, I'm a Baszler fan. So, I mean, and again, I was a Baszler fan on NXT, but I they toned her down so much on the main roster. Well, yeah, she, you haven't been watching recently. They they let her kind of unleash. She's doing kind of like a Ken Shamrock thing right now, where she's going out hurting people and having a grimace on her face. And oh, really? Yeah, that, yeah. That's what. That's how they wrote Nia Jax off. Uh, they had her uh, destroy Nia Jax's knee. Oh, so she. Okay, so she turned on Nia Jax and fucked her up. Jax, it was like it was bad. Like they, uh, that was actually the best acting I've seen Nia Jax do to sell a sell a move is when uh, she she broke her knee. Uh, that, I'll send you a clip. She was like screaming in pain. It was like it was actually really convincing. I was like, wow, she's selling this really good. Right. Yeah. Um. Did you see a couple of weeks ago when they started off this tournament in AEW uh, how Lance um, – what's his name? His real his, his other name was Lance Hoyt, but what's his name? And Lance Archer. Lance Archer, yeah. Yeah, he damn near broke his fucking neck in that one round of the match. And I knew it right off the bat he was hurt. It was him uh, – he was going up against Eddie Kingston. Yeah. And, uh, he did that flip off the top rope that he does all the time. And he just like undershot it or something. He landed right on his fucking head. I ooh, I I cringed when I saw that. It was unbelievable. Yeah, someone was telling me about uh, Eddie Kingston going off script the other day uh, with the whole CM Punk segment. No, I don't think he went off script. He just he did a good job of making it look real, which is what they do in AEW. They make it feel real. Yeah, I didn't get to see that. I I only saw the part with CM Punk was. Uh, Talking about John Moxley, uh, how you know he wanted people to cheer for John Moxley because I guess he entered a alcoholic rehab. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, they um thought that was cool that CM Punk kind of like had people like like chant his name. That was that was a cool. No, yeah, that was definitely cool. Um, when Moxley comes back, I he's got to go back to his original music. I, I am not a fan of the Wild Things song for him. And I know why they do it too. They do it because they want the crowd to sing along to almost every fucking entrance song. But you don't yeah. need it for every wrestler. I I think John Moxley was the one that you didn't need it for. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think uh, it's when they do it for Jericho, though. Oh yeah, and yeah. if you notice, they're starting to do it for Punk too. Yeah. Which is cool. Um, that's one of the big advantages that AEW has over WWE is they, the crowd is just as part of the show as the, the wrestlers are. Well, the crowd and, reminds me of the old ECW crowds, how like intense and, and involved they get. I love it when they get so pissed at Dan Lambert, um, and tell him to shut the fuck up. They do the shut the fuck up. And you don't ever hear that on television, like yeah. a wrestling crowd. Like, and I'm surprised. 
I see, and it, it makes me nervous because, you know, TBS is a different station, different network, and, man, I really hope TBS doesn't censor AEW, man. I really fucking hope not. No, they should put, a, like, a disclaimer, like you guys have for TLS uh, from the Crypt. They should put a disclaimer about, like, uh, about the swearing and about, like, just so that parents can't go, oh, I don't want my little kid to hear those vile words. I mean, thankfully, these days, we don't have as much problems with, like, parent focus groups and all that shit, and, you know, because that was the big problem in the past. You'd have all these miserable parents who low-key wish they never had any fucking kids uh, get, sit there and get pissed about every little thing that they can and try to get things canceled and changed and censored and all that, and it sucks. It, it changed things for the worst. Um, uh, but right. I hope if they had those groups like back in like the Sergeant Slaughter when he turned to Iran stage, oh my god! Oh. <laughs> I I mean, of course, I didn't see that live because I was, um, you know, I don't think I was. I, doing, I yeah, but I heard about it, and it's like, man, that that was a great that that was great. I can't believe they actually fucking did that. I mean, yeah, even though Hogan he, beat him in the end, he burned like, uh, he burned the American flag on TV, and I was like. <sighs> <laughs> no, wait. I thought it was Hogan's shirt that he burnt. No, it was. He, it, was it was on. Uh, they showed it on. It was like wrestling superstars. You actually it, burnt the American flag. Yep. Find that clip. I, I want to know if you're right about that or not. Um. But no, I uh, I just you know, and now in today's world, uh, uh, the the eighteen to forty nine demographic is the most important thing. So it's like, you know, if you think about that, why isn't WWE taking advantage of that? Why do they want their show? And yes, they they have a little bit more vulgarity in their shows now. But you know what? It, it just it doesn't feel make it feel more mature. It just makes it feel like it's a cartoon show with cuss words in it. Yeah. AEW, on the other hand, feels like a mature, adult, intense wrestling product that is also, for the most part, suitable for kids, depending on how uptight your parents are. Um, you know what know. reminds me of today, the WWE product? It reminds me of what they did before the Stone Colds and before the Rocks, where they had uh, barbers and they had uh, dump truck drivers and they had hockey players. It, and, and even Vince McMahon said, you know, we, we don't want um, to, we, we don't want our, our crowd to feel like we're insulting them by giving them stupid gimmicks and that's why they created the stone Golds and they created more characters that were lifelike but now yeah. it's like they're going backwards to, to the product that it used to be in right. the 80s. And, that, and that's my point they have regressed like do they not see what they're doing like i bet i bet almost everyone in the wwe except for nick khan and, and vince mcmahon would agree that things need to change. I bet he, I know Bruce Pritchard would agree with that because he said so plenty of times on his podcast before he went back to working for WWE. Yeah. So, but you know, Vince McMahon's the only, I, like I, I've told my friends this, I'll say it here and now, and I'll say it on the 21st if I have to on, on our show. I will not go back to watching WWE until after Vince McMahon's gone. Yeah. Either he has to die or he has to completely just retire from any kind of operations in wwe then and only then maybe i'll go back to giving wwe a chance not while vince mcmahon's in charge though 
now I will say that I actually have liked what they did with Brock Lesnar. They're actually, they're actually, they're actually talking. He's he's talking on his own now. There's no uh, Paul Heyman. He went back to the country boy look. He has like this like ponytail. He looks like a, a like a mountain guy, and he's actually he's actually a lot more likable. And uh, he's still doing his destructive thing. But I like the feud that they have going. Although they suspended him because he beat up a bunch of officials, but he'll be back. And uh, I I liked his new gimmick that they brought back with him though. I didn't. I didn't. He's not like the beast incarnate, and he's just—he looks like it's just like an everyday boy, like like a stronger version of uh, Dusty Rhodes. Like he has that Dusty Rhodes attitude, but he's like fierce, and I kind of like that. I, I'm glad they get, they let him kind of like come out of that beast incarnate shell a little bit. Did they change his music at all? No, he still comes out to the same music, but. That's I like the, the the mind games that he was playing with uh, Roman Reigns, saying how like Paul Heyman tips him off about everything, and Paul yeah. Heyman. Like I, I kind of like that like little thing that he has. He's trying to break up the blood, the bloodline, and it's. I, I mean, I think he, he he's more likable character now. I, yeah. Everybody hated that whole uh, Brock Lesnar is going to beat you in twenty five seconds and. It's like he actually—he's actually more wrestling now, and it's good. I will say that I—I I, before I stopped watching, I did really—I was enjoying what they were doing with Roman Reigns, like, and I know that that's still going strong. It is going strong, stuff. Yeah, that's good. Um, I mean, he's—he's he's a top. Yeah, they're actually teasing another member, from what I hear. That's, oh wow! Yes. So everybody's like guessing who is the who the new member is, but I think it's gonna. I guess Jay and Jimmy Uto actually have a, a younger brother, uh, and I, I think he. I'm not sure if he's on NXT or not, but I, I I saw a picture of him. I can't remember his name, and he looks like he looks like a bigger version of Jimmy Uso. Like he he's almost as muscular as Roman Reigns. Right. So maybe like that's the new member, but we'll have cool. to find him in the coming weeks. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. Um All right. Well, thank uh, Rob, I th I think that concludes our uh, little crossover segment for tonight. Uh yeah. all the other stuff we will talk more about on the 21st. Like I said, we'll talk more wrestling, we'll talk a little Ghostbusters and uh cover that New Jack episode of Dark Side of the Ring and um and I'll we'll still be your father figure. Yeah, and you'll still be, and I'll, uh, who knows, maybe I'll show up as daughter Cahody, uh that night as well. I don't know. I like this gimmick, though. I like uh, I like the new name I came up with. Mike, where are you? Yeah, there we go. We're, we're shifting back. All right. No, I don't want to. I'm pretty good with, like, swapping this shit out pretty quick. I'll tell you that. Yeah. So, we're probably going to be signing off here here very relatively soon. However, we have, I think, a couple more subjects to cover. Mike, do you have anything to talk about before I cover my last subject that I wanted Rob to be a part of as well? Uh, no, you can go to your last subject. That's, that's quite okay. okay. Right. So, um, someone gave me this idea the other day, uh, 
and it was and I was thinking like you know what I can't forget this subject this would be a fun subject to talk about on the show and I don't think we've talked about it in this way before we've talked we've talked about it in other ways but we'll talk about it in a more serious way uh do you think if a if an able-bodied woman got together in a serious relationship with a disabled person, just a physically disabled ah. person, is it fair to this to the, to the to the woman? Is it relatively fair at all? I mean, should she feel like it's not fair? Should she feel like she should want more than just that that guy who is disabled? You know, let's talk about that a little bit. What is you guys' thoughts on that? Mm. Mike, we'll start with you. Interesting. Very, very interesting. interesting. Topic, I've, been, right? I've, been, I've been seeing a lot of that in the one crippled group that I joined for the show. Um, it seems like they've been making posts about ableism. Everybody calls it ableism. I don't know if... I mean, to me, that doesn't make sense, but I don't know. Um it's it's i mean see that that's something that i think i struggled with because i've been with able-bodied women before and i've always kind of thought in the back of my mind that they've wanted more and that i wasn't good enough right so to speak for them so i mean yeah, I, I think that you're always going to have that in that type so of situation. What 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 would you do then? Would you tell her like, hey, as long as you're honest with me, that that you can do what you need and what to do to in order to feel happy? Like, how would you or would you tell her like, no, I'm good enough for you, take it or leave it? What would how would you how would you go about it? Well, you know, now that I'm now that I'm older, um, I, I was younger in the, the previous situations, and I mean, obviously, um, the one relationship ended with um, her marrying the guy that she. I mean, they got together, and she ended up eventually marrying the guy that she cheated on me with, and uh, they've got like three kids together now. Wow. So, you know, there's that. Um, but you were it, just it, you were just the lesson in her life. I mean, yeah. Well, well, she did. She said to me at that, at that point, she's like, you know, I don't understand. She said, you're you're interesting. The only area that you're really interesting in is the bedroom, and that's it. Well, that's not a bad compliment. I know that, but she didn't think that I was interesting aside from that. I mean, you know, I, I mean, I that would think that that'd be the you, most you, important part. But. That means you give good dick? I would have never I mean, guessed. I don't, well. Well, not now, because you're. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not saying that I give, that, that I would ever, you know, give good whatever, but, you know, I'm just, I mean. Because I'm, 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 I, I care for what the woman wants. You know what I mean? I make sure that she's well taken care of. That's the whole thing. That's what you got to do. Okay. In these scenarios. You okay. Know? But I mean, I think now though, if I was in a relationship with, with 
someone able-bodied, I would be like, okay, um, like we'd have to have a talk, I guess. And I would be like, look, if you don't want me, like if you, if you don't feel like I complete you and you need more then you know, obviously maybe we can set boundaries to make that work. But I know the type of person that I am. And I still think that that would kind of like, you know, underneath things still kind of fuck with my head. So I don't know if I'd be able to do that long term. So let me ask you this and Rob, we'll get to your response in just a minute here. Um, Would you not agree that we are different human beings uh, for all intents and purposes? We are. We we live differently. We we kind of have we we ask other people to hold us to slightly different standards. If you really think about it, because of our disabilities, should we not open up our minds just a little bit to different possibilities other than the norm for them? And here's why I'm saying this. In any situation I've ever been in with a woman where I've gotten close to creating a relationship, I did it by letting them know that I'm going to be open-minded by whatever they need to feel happy, even if that means that they need to have sex with another man. So and essentially what I'm saying is as disabled people, maybe we should open our minds up to polyamory just a bit. Maybe not from us. You know, like, maybe, like, we should play by the rules because, like, hey, you're an able-bodied woman, you're giving a disabled person a chance. But in order to make up for what we don't have because of our disabilities, should we not, I don't want to use the phrase grant them more freedom, but shouldn't we encourage them to be a little bit more open about, well, hey, this is a unique situation. Tell me in your own unique way without worrying about judgment from me, what you need or what you want to where I can make things better for you. And if they, if a, if our women told us, Hey, I want to play around with other guys. Should we not open up our minds to that a little bit? Or should, in your opinion, do you think we should stick with the tradition of like, no, 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 no one else. Well, yeah, but the thing is in a sense that, I mean, that's fine if you want to get involved with somebody that wants, like, an open relationship where you can just be with whoever you want. You know, that that's that's great. Then do that. But, you know, if you want, like, a monogamous relationship, then obviously they're going to have... I mean, like, that's why before you get serious with somebody, you've got to lay all this stuff out. Yeah. You really just have to lay it all out. Yeah, you have to have the talks. You have to have the serious talk about this stuff. And then, like, look, if it's something that you can deal... Like, if you can deal with an open relationship where they're just going out and basically doing whatever the fuck they want to do with whoever the fuck they want to do it with, then, you know, that's great. I don't know if I would be able to do that, to be completely honest. I, I get it. I definitely get it. I think it maybe it comes from because I I'm way more disabled than you are. I you know you have a mild case of a disability compared to mine, so I I get it. Rob, let's throw it to you. Uh, what what's what's your opinions on this subject? I I I lost my headphones. That's why I kept going like this. I didn't oh. hear 
I didn't hear the original question. Oh, okay. Um, I basically asked Mike, uh, which I'll ask you now, should disabled men be more open-minded about polyamory uh, when it comes to a woman that they're in love with, a woman that they're already with in a serious relationship? If the woman tells the disabled significant other that they're not happy and that all they really want or need to be happy is just a little bit of freedom. It's like, say for an example, if, if a woman's dating a guy who can't fuck very well and they say, honey, I need to get my rocks off in a better way. Will you be okay with me doing what I need to do so I can be happy at home with you? What, what, if, what do you think about this type of stuff? Yeah, I am. I'm agreeing with Mike. I think, uh, when you get in a relationship, you should have a talk and kind of lay out the boundaries. Uh, I'm I'm totally on board with that, but yeah. I'm more of a monogamous guy. So and I never I, I never ever wanted to tell anybody this, but I'm gonna I'm gonna let you guys know. Laugh if you want. I don't care. Okay. But but because uh, my uh, I have multiple sclerosis and um, where I'm in a lot of pain all the time, I I don't always have the ability to get things in the right direction. So, okay. uh, so being it, being that it's hard for me to, uh, maintain this, a relationship because, you know, part of a relationship is being with a woman and satisfying woman. Yeah. And so I, I have always told uh, women straight out like what my issue is. And my last girlfriend, she was totally content with just me getting her off and, and, I, I was fine with that because I know that my ability to be able to get up was limited. So me well, get, uh, this, me this get might, so actually it is a disability in a way because I, what I'm not always able to produce and, um, but every girl I've ever been with has known this. So, uh, and they've been fine with it. But if I came across a woman that said, um, well, that's not enough for me. In my my opinion, I'd be like, then you need to find somebody else because I believe not not only able body men, but I believe disability men should also be able to have a monogamous relationship without worrying about if that woman's gonna fall in love with that other guy. I do agree with that. That is a good statement. Um I wanted to ask, is, is does uh Viagra not help your situation? Um no, but I, I have other things that help and like a uh, penis pump. No, no, I, I just I, I bought some stuff uh, that just it, it it enhances my ability to form that. So. By the way, I, I speak, while we're on the subject of buying products, I'm going to go ahead and make an announcement right now. I don't know when. It's probably not going to be before the new year. But uh, and Mike, if you want to research it and maybe put it up on the screen on another episode or something like that. I'm going to buy what's called a Fleshlight Universal Launch. It is basically uh, a blowjob simulator. Um, it's basically like an auto-jerker. You know what I mean? Like you, you, Really? You, yeah, you put this Fleshlight, which is basically a pocket pussy in a case that, that's shaped like a flashlight, but you put yeah. a Fleshlight, you strap it into this apparatus, and you turn you you plug it into the wall. What is that? I can't see it. Uh, oh, is that Viagra? Yeah. It's called Pro Proven. 
Corbin Max. Okay. That's is that's, that? That's what I've been. It's for male. Hold on. It's for male vitality and vitality. Okay. Are you able to jerk off with that medication? Actually, yes. <laughs> Good. I'm I'm happy for you, buddy. Yeah. But you got you guys got the exclusive. I've never actually said that on air before. So. Well, the, the fucking tales from the crypt exclusive. Thank you. Hey, you know. I'm glad you have the support of your daughter, Cahody, with you uh, right now. So I'm glad that uh, I helped my dear old Paul uh, open up about that. I, I have a quick question myself. Yeah. Who, who is Cole Coffin Nedved? That is uh, Cole. He's been, he's been following me at least since the early days back in 2010. So. Okay. Well, he knows his AEW uh, history because he was talking about Dan Lambert, uh, char- his character on AEW. So, sorry, Cole. I, yeah, did no, yeah. I didn't even get a chance to uh, acknowledge your comment. Um, and then yeah. Lisa Fried and Rice. Fried, fried Rice there. We, yeah, we got Lisa Fried Rice here. Uh, I, hopefully, she's still with us. She was here 15 minutes ago almost, so. Hi, Lisa. If you're still, are you, are you enjoying your fried rice? Anyway, oh. um, <laughs> I know what's up at the pearly gates of heaven. Pugsleys, or no, huskies. <laughs> huskies. God damn it. Anyway, hey Mike, Mike on on our next episode of uh, Crossing the Streams, you need to find some huskies uh, guiding the uh, crossing the streams. Segment instead of the uh, instead of those things that in Ghostbusters. What were those? They weren't uh, the terror dogs. No, yeah, terror dogs. Yeah, yeah. You need to I put you need to put huskies in, in place of that. I, I I was wondering, wouldn't it be funny if God? I should not say this idea out loud because it's going to be super offensive. Would it be funny if we had like an alternate uh, graphic for crossing the streams and it was like. It was like the, the, the scene where Gozer at the end is standing next to the two terror dogs, but we can change the terror dogs and the huskies and we can put Lisa's face on the huskies and we can put like my face on Gozer or some shit. Or no, we could put Rob's face on Gozer because he's kind of got the same haircut almost as Gozer does. Oh my God. That would be fucking hilarious. Gozer, Gozer you, the Carpathian. Are you a god? <laughs> but next, next time when someone says are you a god you say yes no I, I, we'd have to make sure Lisa was okay with that idea before we did something like that but um yeah I'm going to be getting me a universal launch it's hopefully a, I, I need to find me a toy that gets me off properly that way I can save money and not pay all my goddamn prostitutes to suck my dick anymore but yeah, I mean, and you know what? I got to go back real quick to to something we talked about in the really very early stages when you were saying about like the home health care things, or you know, where they would do the things with the, you know, in home hookers things. Mm-hmm. Um, here's my question: How the hell do you give somebody a blowjob with a condom on? That makes no sense to me whatsoever. No, it's it's possible. Or maybe if like it would maybe, have to be an it would have to be an insanely thin condom. Yeah, because yeah, maybe maybe not a blowjob with a condom. Maybe that's something a rule that wouldn't be a thing. 
But you know, they also have um don't they have like mouth guards for women or something like dental dams or something like that that a Yeah, they have something like that, yeah. I'm just thinking what like what's the safest route to go because if you went off of the the, the structure of how it is like over in Amsterdam or wherever, a certain, there's a certain part of the world where it's 100% legal prostitution and it's Netherlands. A, the, the Netherlands and I it's think. a business it's a business there. And there's also, look it up, Mike. There's also an actual program, I think it's in the Netherlands, for disabled people to sign up to have sex with prostitutes, and it is paid for by the government. I swear to Christ, no this does way. exist in another in, in another part of the world, Netherlands or Amsterdam, one of those. It, it really does. That's what I'd like to find that too, someone that could speak good enough English that uh that knows about that program that uh could come on and we could i could interview them about it that'd be you'd, a lot move, of you'd move there right no i wouldn't move there i mean i'm getting away with paying for sex now so you know it, it'll be fine yeah but imagine if it would be like for free and then you could save all that money because you wouldn't have to pay for sex that's true that is the one part that sucks all the money i have to spend on it <laughs> Yeah, you would just get it. Like, yeah. And, you know, not have to not have to worry. You'd be like, yeah, there we go. All right. Yeah. Yeah, you, you're right. You're right. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, that is our show. Rob, Mike, do you guys have any final thoughts before we sign off for tonight? You never go ask them off. <laughs> Especially with a floppy like Rob has 80% of the time. Sorry, I was just watching Clerks do yesterday. You never go to ask them. Have they? Clerks ever still made is my favorite. <clears throat> yes. They never made a part three, right? It's just two of nope. them? Yes, they, they did. They are making Clerks three. He just finished shooting it. I'm okay. not a fan of Kevin Smith anymore, but he just finished shooting it. Okay. And there we go. Who knows if I'll watch it or not. I, I don't know. I missed my chance to see Kevin Smith. He's uh, at Rhode Island Comic Con right now. Rob, Rob, I'm going to tell you something. Don't ever see him in person. No. He, he, would, he, he would love me. I'll, t I'll, I'll tell you quickly why. You remember the group that I ran for a while, the World of Kevin Smith? Yeah. It is actually an official World of Kevin Smith group now. Run by Jordan Montsero. Oh yeah, well that yeah, that's another that's that's another thing. Jordan Montesin, whatever the fucker name is, is is uh. I know where the Jay's going. wife is. Jay's wife. Yeah. And she is basically the bitch that took over and turned him into a fucking asshole. What? So you do so you don't want to see him because he is a fucking dude. I heard. I heard. All he is, all, all he is, is a fucking poser who forgot who forgot where he came from, and he does not. Deep down, he truly does not care about the fans, and he is just no, no, no. No, no, I hate him. I mean, I can I can respect him as a filmmaker. I can still watch his films, 
I do not enjoy them as much as I once did. He is not an inspiration to me as he once was. He is just a fucking... Ugh. Um, words, words can't even describe how I how I feel toward him at this point in my life. Um what's what's uh what's both of your favorite Kevin Smith movies? Mallrats. Mike um, and then Clerks too after that. Uh, um it was Clerks too before he turned out to be a fucking big douchebag. Now I have no favorite. Red State is a, is underrated. If you had to pick one, no, shut shut up, Rob. You already made your pick, Mike. If you had to make a pick, what would what would be your pick? What was your pick before you hated him? It was Clerks Two. You said okay. You know what? We'll just go with that answer because the the ending the ending of Clerks Two really kind of of summed up. Um, a friendship that I had with um, the way that um, Dante and Randall were friends. That kind of like was like my entire, and I still, when I watch Clerks 2, I still um, cry at the end of that movie every time. Okay. What's your favorite, Cody? Uh, I'd have to say Dogma. Oh, I like Dogma too. I, I still really like Dogma. I mean, I like Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. I think that's a really cool movie. I And I, I just seen it, like, bits and pieces of it recently, just maybe a few years ago, and uh, it still has some, a lot of funny stuff in it. But, um, no, Dogma was the one that back then and still now, I think that movie's still a lot of fun. Um, I don't know. I still have to see Reboot. I haven't seen Reboot yet. There's a Reboot. No, wait, there's a reboot. Yeah. Alpha reboot. The what? Yeah. Shut up, Mike! I can't hear him. James Alpha reboot. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, I, you, I've heard nothing. Yeah, that's about that's him. where I met him. That's where I met him, and that's where he turned into the fucking douche of the fucking century. Wait a minute, Mike. Did you? Did I just miss this story or something? What happened when you met Kevin Smith? Well, it's not really what happened when I met him. It's what happened after the fact. Because what happened was for my 40th birthday, my brother got me VIP tickets to the to the Reboot Roadshow Tour, which it was basically him and Jason Mewes traveling around the country to and showing the Jay and Silent Bob Reboot. Yeah. So um, myself... And Joey T from Jacket Audio Podcast, which is now in limbo. But anyway, the two of us went to, you know, see the movie. And we got like a meet and greet with Jay and Kevin um, in the green room where you got basically to go back and sit with them for like 10 minutes and talk to them. And the thing is, I, you know, I talked to him. It was a great conversation. And I said to him, I said, you know, I have a podcast that I've been trying to get you 
for years to come on to my show because I've I've always wanted to have you on. And he says, oh, he's like, well, we can make that happen. And he calls back to his assistant, hey, Liv, give Mike your email address and we'll make this happen. We'll, we'll, you know, we'll get on, I'll get on his show. We'll set something up. Give him your email address. We'll contact you. It'll happen. So about two weeks after the show, I uh, contacted his assistant, you know, the chick that gave me the email address, and I got nothing. And I contacted the agent again, and I CC'd Jay's wife, Jordan Montessant, whatever the fuck her name is. Montessara. And I still, right, and I still got nothing. And then I even tracked down another fucking email address through research to try to fucking reach out. And I fucking sent the email to the three people or the three email addresses I had. And I still got nothing. And in this email, I even wrote how I met Kevin on, you know, I had a VIP thing. I sat with him and Jay for 10 minutes. We bullshit, blah, blah, whatever. And he said, you know, he wanted me to reach out to Liv, his assistant, and set up an appointment, you know, a thing for him to come onto the show. So obviously they'd know who I was. And I know I was the only crippled person that he met because him and Jay actually, like, helped me in and out of a chair and all that stuff. It was very nice, very sweet, whatever. But the fact that, you know, they're going to fucking blow me off and, you know him especially like you would think that you know he would fucking remember he's you know mr fucking fan service does everything for the fans and i got fucking nothing and i was like you know what fuck you kevin smith fuck your people i'm just done hey I'm mike over it hey mike do you, yeah. do you think that kevin really never found out though that's what think- i was just gonna say like, don't you think your your problem, your issue is with the the email addressees and not so much Kevin Smith? He probably wasn't even getting told by anything by them. Do you want mm. you want me to reach out to Jordan because she owes me a favor? I'm I'm the one that added Jordan to the uh, world of Kevin Smith group, and now, uh, basically, from what I understand, she's pretty much running it now. So, who's Jordan? Oh, the person that runs. That, 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 that's that's Jay's that, that, wife. Yeah, I used to talk to Jordan. So, uh, if I if you want me to reach out to her, I'll try. I'll try. Just say yes, Mike. I know you you're a little crybaby bitch, and you know, Kevin Smith gave me the cold shoulder. But no, Mike, it was his agents that gave you the cold shoulder. You you have misplaced anger towards Kevin Smith. Stop it. And I love Kevin Smith. He was my, he was, I mean, really, I fucking. Uh, uh, I'm not going to promise you anything, but I, I will try to reach out to Jordan. And see well, I'll be I, honest with you, Rob. I'll be I honest with you, Rob. I think Jordan's a bitch. I think Jordan's a bitch. <laughs> I tell you, Jordan, she owes me a favor. So. Oh, well, I, I don't, I mean. Rob, I mean, I don't think Jordan's going to fucking give you that favor because I think because I tried to reach out to Jordan to get fucking Jay on fucking shows, too, for fucking years now, because she's 
his contact person on IMDb Pro. And I still got nothing. <laughs> well, I, I, I have Jordan's uh, Facebook. So, so I'm, on, I'm, I'm, her, I'm on her friends list. So. Mike, at the end of the day, you, you stop being angry at Kevin Smith. It's time to let it go. You you were just angry with his agents and the addressees. Look at Mike. You see him twitch? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, 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 oh, he's too right about this. I was a little. <laughs> Mike, did you mention that someone named Chelsea once? Did you mention no, there something? Was, there was no, there was there was somebody there was there was Jordan, yeah, Jay's wife, and then there's Liv, Liv Roush, who I believe was the his manager for the yep. um, roadshow tour. Okay. Yeah, I don't think she. I don't think Liv Rush had much to do with uh, uh, Kevin's actual career, though. I think she was just doing the tour. So you know, you guys know what does have a lot to do with Kevin's career and his life? Cancer. Yeah. Isn't isn't that what he had? What do you mean? Cancer? I thought Kevin Smith no. had cancer. No, he had. Um, he had a heart attack. Heart Never attack. mind then. Never mind. I, 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 fuck it. I'm daughter Cahody, and my emotions are all whack tonight. On, on that note, <laughs> uh, I thought he had cancer. How did he lose all no. that? It was just from a heart attack. Yep. Yeah. Well, that, boy, that goes to show. Well, when, and he went, and he went vegan. He went total vegan. Vegan oh. now. Well, that, I guess that goes to show everything I know about Kevin Smith. I, at least I didn't claim to be a big fan. So, no wonder. And I was thinking to myself, like, man, I just made a joke and no one's reacting. Like, did he not get cancer? I'm like, you're like cancer. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about cancer for? Maybe is that uh, the fucking maybe, cripple going to your brain? Is his uh, management his management crew is cancer though? There you oh, go. okay. Well, uh, yeah. Uh, well, I, I, I've wished them cancer on several occasions, so we'll see. Oh, so you're goes. trying to say he had cancer because of you? Well, any any one of his representation would get it because of me. Hopefully, Mike. Mike, are you That's done cool. with your anger towards Kevin Smith? It's it's time. It's about to be a new year here in a couple of months. It's your New Year's resolution should be to let go of your anger for if, Kevin. Smith. If 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 if. If he comes to me and I get and I get like some sort of an apology, then I will I will let go of my anger. Other than that, I will fucking slice him with a fucking lightsaber. I will take him down to Chinatown. There we go. Well then. Rob, if you Rob, if you want to be the one that, that reunites me with Kevin Smith. That you know that that could be a very good claim to fame you, to have, Rob. I, you I, just I, I will I will try. That's all I can promise. You just said that his contact was a bitch, and you really think if she hears this, you really think she's gonna do that? Her his contact isn't gonna hear. She's too much of a bitch to listen to anything. Oh my! God. <laughs> okay, I think on that note, we should I'll, probably... ask, I'll tell Kevin. I'll tell Kevin Smith. He's got to fucking get different fucking people managing his career because they're all bitches and assholes and whatever. 
Yeah. And also inform him that a rumor has been started tonight that he had cancer. So. (laughs) Anyway, I guess we're going to end the show on that note. This is going down a rabbit hole. We don't need to continue to go down. We had a good two-hour show tonight. It's been fun. Father figure, Rob, I'm glad that you uh, joined us. I am your daughter, Cahody. Child support, maybe? A little money? It's been a while since you donated to my GoFundMe, Dad. So, you know, maybe go ahead and do that. (laughs) Father Cahody. Daughter Cahody. Hold on to that thought for a second. My fucking head. Oh, God, I got a heartburn. It is my birthday month, for Christ's sakes. Oh, oh, God. Oh, God. Yeah. (laughs) That's vacation money. (laughs) uh, uh, Put your daughter through college with that money, for Christ's sakes. I needs it. Oh, God. Or or hire a a hooker uh, from the government. Yeah, maybe. That'll be the day, right? Yeah. Anyway, everyone, thank you for joining us on this another stellar edition of Tales from the Crips. I'm daughter Cahody. Kevin Smith never had cancer. Let me just clarify that. I had Michael J. by my side and my good old father figure, Rob Mahoney, with us tonight. We will be back. Are we doing, let's see, next weekend? Oh, we will be taped next oh, week. We, well, we have to see about that. Okay. Because I may have to, I may have to switch our pre-recorded day, so we may not be on next weekend at all. I don't know. I have to see. Okay, we will be back maybe within the next couple of weeks again. But hey, longer it is uh, before we come back for an episode, the better quality will be. Hopefully, I won't spread rumors that aren't true on next episode. That's all that matters. So, uh, thank you for joining us. We will see you in due time. Reluctantly crouched at the starting line. Engines pumping and thumping in time. The green light flashes, the flags go up. Churning and burning, they yearn for the cup. They deftly maneuver and muscle for rank. Fuel burning fast on an empty tank. Reckless and wild, they pour through the turns. Their prowess is potent and secretly stern. As they speed through the finish, the flags go down. The fans get up and they get out of town. The arena is empty, except for one man still driving and striving as fast as he can. The sun has gone down and the moon has come up. And long ago somebody left with the cup. But he's driving and striving and hugging the turns and thinking of someone for whom he still burns. He's going the distance. He's going for speed She's all alone All alone in a time of need Because he's racing and pacing And plotting the course He's fighting and riding and riding on his horse He's going the distance Oh,
hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton.